Oh, hi. Hello. It's us uh, assaulting your ears before you get the beautiful theme song for today's episode of To Ellen Back. Reese, are you here? I'm here. Are you full to the brim of facts and figures for us? <laughs> yes, we have some very important updates um, regarding a prior episode that we recorded, which was lawfully uh, 107, right? Or no, 106. 106. 106. Um, thanks to our readers. We have been informed of a few things that we would like to tell you. Do you um, also, I, I like that you said thanks to our readers. I guess that is true because of Autostraddle, but also oh, right. so yeah. used to saying readers. However, they are technically listening. Yes. they're Sorry, listeners. Thanks to our <laughs> listeners. I get so confused between all of the senses, you know. <laughs> thanks to our tasters. <laughs> I was literally going to say thanks to the tasters. <laughs> thanks to our feelers. Okay. Our touchers. Wow. <laughs> Our smellers. Thanks to our smellers. We know the following <laughs> things. Uh, one is that when the cop referred to pouring gasoline onto a woman's face, I thought he literally meant pouring gasoline on a woman's face. And I had commented that that's a weird thing for him to be familiar with, mm -hmm. as one would not often, you know, light women on fire. However, you would hope. thanks to uh, Carmen, a reader, we now know that uh, to pour gasoline on someone is slang for to ejaculate on someone. And it's also true in Spanish, which is what that Daddy Yankee song, Gasolina, is about. Wow. And then Alice had said that her mom was a chicken chaser, which <laughs> yep. we thought was, again, literally about chasing chickens. However, it is actually gay slang used by gay men referring to other gay men. And the chicken in this case is a twink or, you know, a young gay man. Tim brings a whole new meaning to how did the chicken cross the road, you know? Right. They did it because a gay man picked them up in his convertible. <laughs> then uh, we said, is, is Shane snorting drugs out of a bullet? She was. And then lastly, I talked about how there was a big police raid in 1975 in West Hollywood that started a lot of activism. But I later learned that even though the book I read about it in said 1975, every other source about this particular raid and the reaction to it placed it in 1976, which means placing that initial flashback scene in 1976 actually makes sense. I, I Do you feel like, you know, so much lighter now, re relieved <laughs> of all of those facts? Yeah, I mean, it's a big load off of my back. Oh, wait, was there something else? There is something re really wonderful, actually, uh, oh. and incredible that I just read on your very website yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We talked so much about uh, you putting together a roundtable, a discussion around Lisa, the male lesbian. And Reese, I believe you did it. I did it. It's great. Um, I, there are four trans women writers and one non-binary writer who all wrote sort of mini essays about their interpretations of Lisa. And it's, first of all, just so good because the writers who did it are so, 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 so smart and interesting. And they all have completely different perspectives on Lisa. Yeah. And it's just very interesting. Um, it's honestly one of my favorite things we've ever published on Autostraddle. So you should check it out um, and you'll love it. It's incredible. It's truly yeah. incredible. I, I was like just delighted. I was actually getting my hair done. Very Shane of me. Uh, <laughs> I was getting my hair done while I was reading it. And I felt like my hairdresser was like looking over my shoulder and she was like, are you still reading about male lesbians? And I was like, indeed I am. Indeed I am. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks, Reese, for putting that together. And thanks to all of the contributors. And we'll put a link to the article in the show notes uh, today so that you can check it out if you haven't already read it. 
So one more thing, though. Uh, one, one more. more we we almost about. forgot. We almost forgot. <laughs> Whew. Big, big news this week from the L Word world. Makes my skin quake. Makes my body <laughs> quiver. I am so cool. That's it. I don't have any other keywords. <laughs> Quilting, queefing, queening, quizzing. <laughs> That's the new is that the new theme song? Yeah, the new theme song is going to be focused on the two main lesbian activities, which are queefing, which is nothing to be ashamed of, and quilting, which is great. Everyone needs a quilt, you know? And that, I think, I think it's the quilting is why it's going to the new L Word reboot, which is debuting this fall, will be called Generation Q. Is that a real thing? Um, Generation Q? Did they make that up? Yeah, I mean, it actually... <laughs> someone wrote a book in the 90s mm-hmm. where they talked about Generation Q as like the generation of LGBTQ folks who were born around the time of Stonewall, which is definitely not, not what this is referring that's to. That's not what they imagine. It's Bet yeah. and uh, Alice and Shane and then just a bunch of old lesbians. That would be amazing. I would fucking watch the shit out of that. <laughs> also, for um, all of my Trekkies out there... <laughs> Uh, if you do search for Generation Q, you're going to find out that there's a lot of books that have been written about uh, the character Q from the from the series, the Star Trek, the next generation, the Star Trek. Sorry, guys. Star Trek, the next generation. So far, all of these um, ideas for a new L word I'm like super into. Uh, yeah. Just so what do they mean? Generation Q is like younger people than us? No, because that's still not Generation Q. I think Generation Q just means that now the L word was obviously about lesbians. Generation Queers is obviously, yeah, I mean, obviously that's what it's about. It should be about quilting. Oh, there's also a magazine (laughs) uh, called Generation Q about quilting. Uh, so I look forward to that lawsuit. I like I like the the like people who run that magazine being like so many people have stumbled upon our magazine <laughs> this week. <laughs> but yeah, we have a title and also a poster. Um, yeah, the poster's cute. Poster's cute. Well, I guess we'll get to talk a lot about all these faceless queer people in uh, the fall. And I'm excited. I'm excited because I do think that quilting is not a thing that people put on TV very much, mm-hmm. and they should. It's true. It's representation in media. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. Hello. Oh my gosh, so excited today. <laughs> I'm Kristen. And this is To L and Back. And back. That, huh? was, ah, that was so close. We won that the Olympics. I know, it's pretty good. I'm like, I could align them with my fancy editing skills, but I refuse to. I, ref- I, I'm challenging us to really get it correct in real time. Right, but now it, that's, it's just getting it correct would be getting it wrong. I know. We've kind of made a bit for ourselves, haven't we? We have made a bit, and now we must <laughs> chew it. So uh, if you don't know, To Ellen Back is an autostraddle podcast where Reese and I are recapping 
every episode of your favorite lesbian television series from the early aughts, The L Word. This week's episode is called La Ennui. Such a good pronunciation. (laughs) Which is a French word that describes a feeling of listlessness and boredom. Oh. Also, it is when Sylvia Plath read The Great Gatsby, she wrote in the margins of one part of it, La Ennui. And she later wrote a poem called Ennui. But I do wonder if that, if that like bit of marginalia is where they came up with the idea to call this episode that. Yeah, La Ennui. Wait, so La Ennui and Ennui mean the same thing? You know who might know is Marina. Uh, Marina is so good at speaking all the languages. (laughs) I can't wait to talk about that more. But wait, I because I always thought that ennui meant like a feeling of love. What am I thinking of? I don't know. But ennui Mm. has always meant like, yeah, like listlessness and boredom. All right. I'll have to figure out what word I'm thinking of. Obviously, I don't speak uh, any love languages very fluently. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyhow, continue, Reese, please. This week's episode was directed by Tony Goldwyn, who you may know from his role as President Fitz on Scandal. I thought you were going to say who you might know from his role as a man. (laughs) Who you might know is a man. And in addition (laughs) to being a man on several television programs, he will appear in season two of this very program as a man. I don't know. Maybe he's one of those guys that has like lots of lesbian friends. I don't know. Yeah, or he knows how to charm them. In retrospect, yeah. And this episode was written by Eileen Shaken. The one and the only. Uh, yes, by the esteemed hit maker, Eileen <laughs> Shaken, who, despite all of my feelings that I've had over the years, I must admit, unfortunately, has penned a lot of my favorite episodes. Yeah. You know? It makes sense. I feel like from the very vast experience I have at watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it's always the Joss Whedon episodes that I'm like, damn. Yeah. You know? I mean, she's written some real stinkers, but she's also... (laughs) I was looking over my list because on Autostar, I have a list of like the best 15 L Word episodes of all time. And I was like, more than half of these are written by Eileen Chaikin. And obviously she has the benefit of having written more of them than anyone else, but it's just interesting. Yeah. And when did this air, Reese? It's very special. Yes, this aired at a leap year. February 29th. February 29th, 2004. Incredible magic. We were probably trapped between time zones at that time because it was a leap year. Both of us Definitely. were doing the same thing. We were all in the same boat. And, uh, this, and speaking of boats. Speaking of fucking boats, <laughs> this is the one with the boat party. It's yeah. also the one where we learn how good Marina is at dancing. Oh, I wow. cannot wait to make a gif about it. I'm yes. going to talk about it more. I couldn't. I watched it like four times in a row. Her legs uh, bobbing in and out are like a, a weird <laughs> hypnotist thing at this point. Like I keep thinking about it and feeling like I'm going to fall into a trance and like go raid the refrigerator and eat a bunch of green onions. You know, it's also the one where Jenny carries a trash bag around for all all of time. Bless her soul. And most importantly, everyone, it's the one where Jenny finally takes a fucking bath. (laughs) Thank God. Yeah. And takes off her tights. Oh, my God. What do you think she did with them? Hopefully burned them. (sighs) Do you want to hear a horrible story about tights? I don't know. Do I? I don't know. I think I've told it on Buffering, maybe. But when I was a, a waiter, which I was for many a year, uh, but my first job waiting tables was at TGI Fridays in Boston. 
And I wore like really funky tights with my uniforms. And I waited on this table of men. Uh, You may remember us mentioning them from the top of the episode. And this man at the end of his meal was like, how much for your tights? And I was like, what? And he was like, how much money for your tights? And I was like, $100 because I was small and I didn't know I could have probably asked for $500. Who knows? And he was like, done. And I went to the bathroom and I took off my tights and I put them in a bag and I gave them to him and he gave me $100. Wow. So you're not the only sex worker around here. Yeah, I was about to say, wow, we have more in common than I thought. Yeah. (laughs) Anyhow, back to the topic at hand, which is we're in Rome, Italy, present day. And Francesca, Mm -hmm. who, well, when this begins, we don't, we don't know who these people are. Yes. And I didn't remember. There is a woman who is adjusting a costume that looks like a sort of a teenager was like, make a costume that looks like the sky after a rainstorm or something. They just (laughs) threw a bunch of like cloth together and then gathered it. But whatever. She's like an amazing costume designer. And she's fixing a costume, telling the girl in the costume about the story of the gift of the Magi, Mm -hmm. and which is about the foolish sacrifices we make for love. Mm. And then she fingers her she's she kind of fingers her (laughs) what a romantic tale I love like uh, you know Reese is one of the uh, most prolific writers I know perhaps the most and I love your description of the dress your description of the your your telling of the story what the story is about and then the end of your story was and then she fingers her you know it's beautiful finger banging it's the lesbian thing in Italy if you had a, a hot woman tailoring your dress and she was running her hands up your leg, wouldn't you let her finger you? Yeah, even just watching it happen, I was right. like, I'm turned on a little. Yeah, I was like, I-, I would say yes. I mean, I've had a couple of moments in my life, maybe more than a couple, where I'm like, if this person wanted to have sex right now, they would just have to say so. And I yeah. would be here for it. Anyway, they finger bang or whatever, whatever you call it in Italian. Finger bangino. Lasagna. Yep. Hospitaliano. <laughs> That's what we no, call it at the OG. It's definitely when lasagna. When you're here, you're family. <laughs> so Never speaking, ending pasta bowl. That's what they call it. They call it lasagna. I refuse to move past that. Okay. Reese, we're at the part of the show where if you, well, we're at beep, boop, 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 and then. Oh my God. We get to Marina, who has a home. So, at home, the first time we see Marina's house, which Jesus Christ, she has no railing on her staircase, yeah. living on the edge, Marina. Yeah, literally. Um, but she is singing, and if you have the subtitles up on your DVD, probably on Netflix too, it says singing in Spanish. So this is the third language. Yes, the third language. All would share one thing in common, Reese. They are romance languages. They are. Otherwise known (laughs) as languages of love, which means Mm -hmm. that Marina's love language Mm -hmm. is love languages. But Marina's love language is love languages. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first. And I heard it here first. Just kidding. I didn't. We texted about it earlier. Wow. You know, here I am trying to seem spontaneous. (laughs) No, can't do it. It'll never happen with me. I can never <laughs> fake spontaneity. <laughs> you can, you'd be able to tell because you would have that lasagna reaction just two moments before it, you know? That was spontaneity. You know, the old lasagna reaction. 
<laughs> so guess who's home? Jenny's home. Jenny's home. Jenny's home, and she's really dirty. She looks incredible. She's she? still wearing the same the same outfit she's been wearing for three days. She has actual dirt on her face, like she's been rolling around in a coal mine with Oliver <laughs> Twist. She and <laughs> she starts. Tim's like, "Where were you?" You know, a simple question, desiring a simple answer. And also, Tim has been throwing all of her stuff into a garbage bag this whole time. My question yep. before you finish your monologue. <laughs> When I first saw it, I saw Tim putting things in a garbage bag and I wrote, do we think the garbage bag of Tim's is full of Jenny's sweet meats? That's all. <laughs> he's like, Please. she keeps sending me her organs and I <laughs> don't like, want them. I just don't want these fucking they organs. Weird. They smell weird. Okay, through the box. <laughs> um, and so he, he wants a simple answer and instead he gets Jenny just like, oh my God, I met these amazing teenagers and they, they took me to their town, this little town, and I climbed a mountain and... <laughs> I got you this chain for your stopwatch. So the gift of the Magi thing happens right away. Like, oh, because the gift of the Magi, like everyone knows the story, right? So Jenny has brought him a chain for his stopwatch, but the stopwatch is broken because he broke it when he was upset at her with his thumb so that we all knew he had a mighty, mighty thumb. And he does the mightiest of thumbs. Yeah. So she just delivers this story. So I don't know that I don't know the story of the Magi. I'm sorry. Oh, you don't? No. Were you not paying attention when Francesca was finger banging the the prima ballerina? Well, I mean, it just so it doesn't have anything to do with stopwatches. It's just that the core of the story is. Yeah, it's basically like there's a husband and wife and they want to give each other presents, but they're both really poor. So the wife goes, sells her hair so that she can buy a, a pocket watch chain for Oh, for a her literal husband. pocket watch. Yeah, for a pocket so watch chain for her husband. And her husband sells his pocket watch so he can buy her a hairbrush <gasps> for her hair. <sighs> um, I just want to make a note that in all caps I wrote, still in the tights, immediately followed by, she climbed a mountain in those fucking <laughs> tights. <laughs> those converse, converse, they really went the distance. Yeah, they're going for speed. I also wondered why I had to watch this straight breakup scene for so long. It was really long. <laughs> yeah, you he know? threw all of her, he throws all of her shit onto the lawn, including apparently she's just using like travel shampoo. Like, yeah, all of her <laughs> travel toiletries. <laughs> and and then she, Jenny's out there with all of her shit on the lawn, like kind of rolling around like a little mouse trying to pick up her stuff. And I know, and for some reason, it's so funny. <laughs> I laughed so many times during this episode. Yeah, I did too. I really had a good time. So we go to the planet and Shane is doing Madonna's hair and also has a yacht. So a lot's going on for Shane. Well, doesn't have a yacht. Harry is letting Shane use his yacht. Which, why again, I ask? Maybe I'll find out. I don't remember anything. So uh, yeah, so at the planet, Shane's going to have a yacht party and also... Um, <laughs> Bed and Tina are talking about baby stuff and everyone is bored so off their gourd. So bored. She's, you know, talking about her who knows what. And then they're like, oh, you should come to this um, chanting ritual that we're going to because the Sikhs believe that the soul enters the baby at 13 weeks, which I found interesting to put in this. And then all these white women are in a room yeah. <laughs> uh, doing a... Um, a chanting mm -hmm. ritual, mm -hmm. which actually did not include any chanting. It was everyone singing a song that they all knew the words to somehow, but I've never heard that song. This so. happened to me at a party in Portland once. 
that you uh, sang for a baby soul or no everyone was chanting a song that i don't think anyone knew but somehow they all like knew it wow i am um, i also very briefly thought that susan from friends was in the back of the room <laughs> <laughs> which would which would check mm -hmm. out you know <laughs> yeah it would but they so they're at the ceremony and they are not having a nice time which is also funny because they're they Ugh. they're like when you bring your little ratty friends to your weird hippy dippy thing and they're just sitting there i'm always the ratty friend who i'm always sitting there like with my eyes rolled all the way to the back of my head like uh you guys this isn't real also is this a fucking aaron daniels episode or is this an aaron daniels oh episode? man she's killing it she is on fucking fire this whole episode yeah starting right here where the pregnant woman another pregnant woman sits down next to her and she's so uncomfortable and i laughed <laughs> so loud yeah she was sitting there like it was contagious yeah but but obviously tina and bed are loving loving the chanting ceremony having a really great time with their bodies oh <sighs> Not as much as Jenny loves sitting in the corner covered in dirt to planet. <laughs> and Marina sees Jenny is like, what do you need? And then Jenny delivers the classic line. I need a bath. And then Marina is like, Tim gave me bruises. Yeah. So that was like, these are these little moments that I have where I'm like, we talked about the violence in that scene last episode, but I had no recollection that Tim had actually bruised Marina during that. So that's scary. But don't worry, Reese. Jenny kisses it better. <laughs> okay. So then we get this very brief scene uh, outside of the chanting ceremony where, you know, we learn that Tina's nesting. I just want everyone to know I also wrote um, Die Tina again <laughs> in this scene. But also, everyone keeps saying it's going to be tit. Is that, are we? Oh, are you that... talking? Are we, you're on the scene where, at Venice Beach now? Yeah. Well, I was right, really enjoying the... it because I was like, oh, there's shooting on location. <laughs> oh, nice. You know, they're there in Venice Beach. Everyone, it looks really nice. I've seen pictures from behind the scenes of the scene. So I was like, oh, there's the scene that I saw behind of, you know, which is like oh, when you see behind the scene after the seeing scene. their butt. Yeah. And then. <laughs> but it's going to be tit? Yeah. Is that a thing that people say? No. Okay. Should we, should we start saying it? Uh, yes. Are they playing on it's going to be lit? Um, I just. No, I don't think people said lit yet. That's what I thought. So they should have right. just been like, that sounds like the bomb.com. <laughs> that sounds much more 2004. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what people said in 2004. So, so they're all in the beach and, and uh, then they're not anymore. Yeah. And they, we get a little, a little clue that they have a plan. They're like, obviously it's six o'clock. Right. And we're like, what are they going to do? But, but before first. we find, <laughs> yes, we get a beautiful shot of your favorite thing. Right. Reese Jenny in a bath. Jenny taking a bath. Jenny getting what she needs. She's a woman. She asserted what she needed from the relationship, a bath. And now she's in the bath, bathing, in water, curled up. Do you think she's singing, I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair? <laughs> I think she's probably singing the song that like Ernie and Bert sing about taking a bath. Oh, what is that about rubber duckies? You mean? Yes, rubber ducky. I think she's probably singing rubber duckies. So much fun. I wonder what would happen if I put you inside my bum. Okay, so the intervention begins. Oh, yeah. So now we're at Bettina's. Yeah, Bettina's. Oh, nice. Thank you. Uh, yeah, they're having an intervention. Uh, Dana's really upset that there's already been slander set against cats right at the start of the intervention. And I'm with her. 
They've prepared these multiple choice quizzes because they want to intervene on Tina and Bet being boring. And this right. scene is so funny. I loved it. Yeah, it really is hysterical. I also think Alice looks pretty sexy in glasses. Like I'm She does. And very when she does her little radio voice, she's like, yes. okay, let's begin. I have my clipboard. <sighs> and Aww. there's so many, there's just so many wonderful, wonderful quotes from this scene. And also including that when Shane in all earnestness at the beginning is like, this will work because it worked for my Uncle Bill, who doesn't drink anymore. Right. And, T- and Tina and Pat are both like, what is happening? But like, thank God, because they are fucking boring. Yeah. True, false. Um, right now I'm wearing fuzzy wuzzy slippers. Those slippers sum up everything I feel about Tina, in all honesty. Like, <laughs> you, you couldn't get more on the nose with those fucking blue fuzzy slippers that she's wearing. Is so there I such did... thing as maternity brief catalogs? I don't think so. Hmm. A catalog just of maternity underwear? Do we want to talk about how Bet has a new personality now? Is it going to stick? I guess that's a spoiler. <laughs> and yeah, I guess we can get to that later. But Bat lies on Tina's lap and they're like, you know, that moment when you bond over like, oh, everyone else thinks we're annoying, but we love each other so much it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I'm bored. <laughs> I thought it was a real choice to do a parody intervention, though, and then cut to Kit drinking in her kitchen. I was yeah. like, well, that's, you know, I don't yeah. know about that um but kit is making a drink and the phone ring a ling lings and it's she's won a million dollars oh yeah no it's her it's her no, it's, it's her it's son just her son yeah. who wants to see her but doesn't we'll get right. there conrad big <sighs> episode for conrad big huh? conrad moment conrad dana's asshole manager mm-hmm. oh this is the meeting in his office so this guy yeah. has an office and I don't, just so we're all following along at home. Well, this by the end of the episode, office. he has no office. That's so. true. Thank God. Well, he probably has other clients. That's probably like his, you know. But he, oh. he thinks Dana looks really hot, but that maybe she should think about the potential of a lifestyle clause in her contract that would forbid her from being a homo. And she's like, what about Martina? And he's like, she's the best tennis player. She's allowed to be gay and you're not, basically. Yeah. I watched the commercial for Subaru with Martina in it. It actually, the commercial I watched had three ladies in it and I wanted them all to be gay, but I couldn't figure out if they were. That's so unfair. Conrad tells her she can be a les when she retires. Right. Okay, so where are we now? We are on the semen. The semen, where the lesbian party is. It's called the semen. Get it? Get it? They did not invest heavily in fashion for this scene. No. I mean, I guess it's also like this is 2004 fashion, which is like not fashion. But there was some real <laughs> tragedies on that boat happening. I think a number one tragedy is Bet's fucking sunglasses. Yeah. She's still keeping that up. Just She loves the tint. Another thing you can do instead of wearing an outfit is you can stand up. You can be a Canadian extra who stands up, takes all your clothes off. I can't. <laughs> Like that whole seat just to show us people are do- people are naked in here and you get on the hot tub. But also the yacht is in port. Like it's I not want- on the sea. Right. Also, like the for the first thought I had watching this was, did a man direct this? Because <laughs> it, she takes her clothes off. She steps. It's 
play by play. Shirt comes off. Skirt comes off. She's yeah. moving forward somehow the whole time that yeah. the clothes are coming off. She's now completely naked. Bush mm. confidence. She yes. steps into the hot tub. Another Nibble naked confidence. woman stands up. They make eye contact and they make out. Yeah. There's no pause. Nothing. Just like they planned it. Like it was in the script? Like it was in the script. I've never had anyone nakedly make out with me in a hot tub without at least a little conversation first. I hope she got paid a lot for that scene. Because, mm. you know, there she is. She has one scene. She has zero lines. And the only thing she does is take her clothes off and get into a hot tub. Meanwhile, Jennifer Beals has like a million lines and she never takes her top off. Mm. True. Or Good her bra points. off, rather. Yeah. So that's that's important to think about. Um and I guess that's the whole point of that scene, huh? Well, Ben and yeah. Gina are the first ones there because they're boring. Right. And they're also, they continue to be boring in this scene when they're dancing to be not boring, but it's pretty boring. Yeah, that that was weird. I couldn't watch that part. My eyes started to water. Okay. <laughs> so then we get some fucking serious acting from Aaron Daniels. And I asked myself in this scene, why did I like Lara so much? Because yeah. Lauren needs I, to kind of rein it in. She's it's too much. If somebody was this sexual with me all the time, I don't think that I would be turned on anymore. It's all the time. Yeah. Also, I mean, maybe I, I know that I have certain a certain amount of internalized homophobia, mm -hmm. but I still feel that I I do. I have it. And so, like, but, if I'm in public waiting for a table and my girlfriend would be like, oh, you're so hot. You make me come so hard. I would be like, you are ruining everyone's lives in here. They don't need to see this lesbian sex. <laughs> but also, like, I guess we can never know. But I would imagine that I would feel the fucking same even if I was in a straight relationship. Like, I, I, I don't yeah. think that I would want my boyfriend in a restaurant to be like, you make me come so hard. You know, Yeah, that would be even gross. First of all, great boy voice. Thank Second of all, you. that yeah, no, I wouldn't like that either. But especially, I imagine Dana. I think I was thinking about internalized homophobia because obviously Dana has like yeah. a, a full portion of it, you know. Whereas I just have like the last dregs of my like that I could put in a box to come home. But like, am I really going to eat it? Yeah, tomorrow? you know, I it's not really a full meal. Um, right, 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 right. But like, she, Lara's just pushing it, and she eventually, and after the meeting with Conrad, the barbarian. <laughs> um Dana is like we have to she break breaks. up. Yeah, she breaks right, she breaks and then she breaks up with Laura. But this scene is really I thought the scene was really beautiful. I mean, Dana's positioning, I feel like it, the way that Aaron Daniels plays the scene, it's just so fucking believable and gutting yeah. that she's like she knows that she wants to be there and be with Laura, but she's also like the things she says to Laura like I can see that you're like stronger than I am and you're a better person than I am because of this that and the other thing and Laura to her credit does like check herself immediately because I thought first I thought Laura was gonna be a fucking bitch about it you know yeah I also before the breakup happens and before the crying starts there's a very important part of this scene which is that it opens with them talking about what they consider sex to be which is a classic lesbian experience you know yeah it is a classic lesbian experience. Then, yeah, Dana says, if you have an orgasm, and she's like, well, then so many straight couples never have sex. Right. But I thought she was going to say, so many now. women have had so much sex by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I know. No one's a virgin. <laughs> uh, anyhow, talk amongst yourselves. What do you consider lesbian sex? 
Imagine that was what our podcast was in 2019. I think it's when you both put your hands in the popcorn at the same time. I think it. I think we discussed it a couple of episodes ago. It's when you put your whole head inside of somebody's vagina oh, that's and you right. lick their cervix. I think I'm it's clean. also if you cry in a restaurant. Together. Yes. Yeah. Together, though. You have to cry yeah, together. You have to cry together. They like didn't have sex because Laura didn't cry. Yeah, I've had I've had a good amount of sex in my day. <laughs> By that definition, crying in restaurants. I've cried in a lot of restaurants. I'll tell you, I'm great at crying in restaurants, and I'm pretty good at like doing it where the waiter like doesn't notice enough to stay away. So yeah. comes over to check in, and I'm just like silently red faced. Okay, anyway, <laughs> uh, the longest boat scene of all. Mm-hmm. Yes. Longest boat scene in the history of boat. Well, the Titanic was pretty long. That was that was just one big, scene. big old boat scene, <laughs> you know. And then it became a raft scene. So Lisa was sending Alice. Alice yes. Um, I've just written the word Dana down, so I don't know what my comment was about Dana in this uh, scene. Well, I wrote Shane leaves her Canadian extra for Dana. Yeah. <laughs> she does but but not before they do they do shots yeah right? then i was doing shot and bet is like doing shots to keep up and and shane is oddly wearing the shirt she wore in the the like promotional photos for the elbert season one <laughs> like what how okay um and then jenny Marina emerges jenny from her arrive. bath Yes. Jenny's like, look at how clean I am. And I'm like immediately sexually attracted to Jenny simply because she is no longer dirty, you know? Yeah. But are how do you feel about Marina, <laughs> Marina. in this scene when she does her weird I, dance? If you are listening to our podcast and you're like, I've seen the L word. I don't need to rewatch it. I'm just going to listen to them talk. That's fine. You're wrong. You're wrong, but that's fine. Except I need you. <laughs> I implore you. To go to this episode, get to the boat scene, and watch Marina dance. Yeah. I cannot handle it. And Mm-mm. if you follow us at uh, to Ellen back on Twitter, uh, you'll be getting a gift that I am going to make for you because I fucking can't handle it. It's like, you know that bee's knees dance where you like <laughs> put your hands on your knees and then you like move your knees and you swap where your hands yeah, are? Yeah, it's like that with no hands. With no hands. So anyway... Somehow the world doesn't end in that moment, which is weird to me. Then or maybe there's... it does, and we're in an alternate universe for the rest of the series, you know? Oh, yeah, and this is the Mirrorverse. Mm-hmm. So then Lisa and Alice are trying to have sex. Alice is like, you have a penis. Let's have sex with it. And Lisa is like, no, I don't want to use my penis. I want to use a dildo. Yeah, and then Alice is like... But you have a penis and we're going to use it. And this is a scene. So this is a scene I didn't know existed. And this scene made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, because again, it depends on like if you're buying into this is this weird joke character who is their own singular being and their identity is just this one human or this one character, then it is what it is. But if you're seeing this as like that, maybe they were writing like that they this character as a trans woman who has not been written as such or like has not been declared as such by the writers or that they don't even realize what they're doing when they're writing it, then it's basically like Alice really just like making their dysphoria really bad. Exactly. And I think no matter, I mean, honestly, at this point with this scene, the way that I felt was regardless of if we're going to like say, okay, well, this is the character and the character identifies this way 
or this is a trans woman or whatever we're going to, however we're going to read Lisa, it's still like based on the way that Lisa responds uh, after leaving this yeah. scene. It, you, it, it, no matter what their, no matter what their identity, I don't even know what pronouns. I, at this point, I'm very turned around about what pronouns to use. I'm just going to keep using he because that's what he uses. When he leaves, I was fucked up because I was like, this is fucked up no matter what the identity is here because yeah. he has dysphoria of some kind. He did not want to have sex the way that he had sex with Alice in the scene. Yeah. And there's like that one scene where, you know, she's like moving down and he's groaning where I think it's put to be like, put there to be like, it's okay, see? And it's like, he it's not. It. <laughs> it's not okay. He didn't like it. He didn't want that. So I'm upset by this scene at the end. Yeah, it is really interesting though to think about like, your, the the way it's framed because when they're framing him as a joke then Alice pushing back against a joke is not bad right right but but framing someone as a joke is almost like framing them without having any humanity and so then right. sex gets very complicated when you're thinking about how to write that or like react to it or whatever yeah yeah that's a good point I'm I'm very excited I mean I was already excited about the round table that um you're gonna do on auto straddle but I'm even more excited now because um I, I didn't, re of course, I didn't realize how um, in depth Lisa's character got because I was paying no attention in 2004. Right. Um, but now I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Same. You know what else I say? Oh, shit about Dana's dancing. Yes. Oh, so much so better cute. than Marina's dancing. And I she's know. so shit faced. She's so I love cute. I love it. I want to uh. dance. Oh, she's I aspire to dance like this, you know? Yeah, like no I one is too. watching. As they say, Dana is getting mm -hmm. down with her bad self. She really is. She is dancing like no one's watching. It's true. She is. Shane uh, is doing cocaine off someone's stomach. Marina and Jenny are dancing, dancing in their too. weird way, weird sex robot with sweet meats way. Marina went up to the DJ and she was like, can you play a song? All that I need is a song in a love language. It doesn't matter which one. <laughs> <laughs> Stab me. <laughs> mm. I would love a crossover with Killing Eve where Villanelle kills Marina. Oh my God. I had to lean all the way back in my chair because I thought I was going to scream, but then it turned out to be a silent scream. <laughs> wow. Okay. I have a lot of feelings about what you just said. Um, Dana's puking. Yeah. Poor Dana. And I love that they're like, you know, Shane and Alice are taking care of Dana and then they look at each other and they burst out laughing because I feel like that's what I would do as a friend. Yeah, she's just, she's messy, and Bed and Tina go home under their cloak of boring. Which, like, you know what's boring is them thinking they need to put themselves under a stupid blanket. All your friends are shit-faced. They don't fucking care. <laughs> so, and then they're back, at, they're back at Bed and Tina's. I'm so upset about this scene. And Bet brings her hot so milk and honey, says she's the most exciting woman in all of Los Angeles. Then does it, does Tina immediately pass out, or am I thinking about something else? I mean, I don't know because all I kept thinking was, no wonder Tina has been sick for weeks. She's drinking hot milk and honey. Oh, you're not supposed to do that? Does it kill? Does milk kill babies? No, do babies you? Babies live off milk. No, it has nothing to do with the baby. It's oh. hot milk. You want to drink a cup of hot milk? Yeah, I love hot milk and honey. My mom used to make it for me all the time. And then after my dad died, she put Kahlua in it so that I could sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, I did not realize that I was hitting such a button with my hot milk hatred. Yeah. This is why you have to be careful. Yeah, this is, but I just want everyone at home to know that if you don't know me, <laughs> if you're not familiar with me, I have a very dark sense of humor. So don't be yeah, sad. Yeah, that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> there is no tragedy in my life that I cannot make into a joke. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. So, okay. The biggest piece of this scene, well, there's two, I think. Wait, but why would hot milk make you sick? I think yeah, drinking hot milk is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of in you my whole life. You have a dairy life. intolerance. It's no, I, it doesn't matter. I, I have you're even biased. If, no. <gasps> hot. Okay, that's it. We're doing a Twitter survey. I've had it. <laughs> well, uh, we. I'd also have hot milk with vanilla sometimes. You can't vote for the hot milk just because of Reese's dad's story. You have to vote <laughs> honestly. We're putting it up on Twitter. Hot milk or no hot but milk. But you can vote for it knowing that my mom used to make it for me when I was a child who couldn't sleep. This and you is can unfair. think about my tiny little face and my tiny hairs. The study is I was. compromised. How cute and sad I was. <laughs> Just a cute little girl oh my who God. looked like a boy who couldn't sleep. The only... Yes. The only horrible part about not being in the same room as you is that if I had been, I literally would have just gotten up and tackled you. Like that. <laughs> you would not have been talking anymore. You would have just heard like a clatter. Yeah. So besides the hot milk and honey, two points in this scene. One is that Tina is like, can you turn the light off? And Bet, of course, does not. Because <laughs> Bet does nothing that Tina asks for ever. And then, of course, we see the very first glimmer yeah. of... Uh oh, in mm-hmm. Bet's eyes. Yeah, there's something going on. Perhaps, perhaps it's ennui. Oh, la ennui. Perhaps it's la ennui. And yeah, Bet has a facial expression that suggests she's a little ennui ish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what so, would have been yeah, funny is if she'd been like, here's your hot milk and honey, fake out, and then drank it all herself. That's basically like the, the sum of their relationship. <laughs> yeah. The slurpee, right. <laughs> So then Shane in this like reversal, it's sort of like they're like, is this kind of how I feel about an office job versus working for myself? <laughs> like you really can't win, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so Bets, you know, has the domestic life of having a wife and a family on the way and la 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 la. And then Shane is like sleeping with all the ladies. Yeah. And, and she's sh- like, is this any better? Like being exciting, being young, dating, puking out the side of a boat. Is that better? Yeah. Than going home and sleeping with the same woman you've been in love with for seven years? We've lived kind of both walks of life, Reese. Yeah. Do you have a take? You have a hot take? Um, I don't. There's positives on both sides. Yeah. I think it depends. Which, Once you reach a certain age, like mine, you'd probably like to go home. You'd like a good know. mix. You'd like a good I mix. Like, I've been pretty excited these days just coming home to my own bed with my yeah. cats. That's true. Like, I mean, I think I think the thing is that you need a mix, right? Yes. You need to have a very healthy social life. You need to see your friends. You need to go out and do exciting things. And if you have someone else, if you have a partner, that's cool too. But you have to be able to take care of yourself and be an independent woman. Yeah. If Reese and I can speak through the chords of our podcast creation to your ears, <laughs> if you're in a, a committed relationship, don't get boring. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Remember who you are by yourself yes. and uh, encourage that self to continue living because when I now when I see couples that are like super dependent, I'm I panic inside. Yeah. I'm like, you're losing yourself. <laughs> I know it does make me nervous because it took me so many months after being in my last long term relationship to be like, oh, wow. Yeah. I love me. Well, I sort of already yeah. knew that, but I was always getting critiqued on like that. I loved me a little too much. But I also <laughs> hate me. So it's complicated. Yeah, I think you you should love you with all of the love that you have in your heart, Reese. Oh, my God, but all the love I have in my heart is for you. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I'll take it. Okay. 
So Shane almost <laughs> jumps off the boat. She's does Brian Kinney did this in Queer as Folk. Oh, really? So I think it's a throwback. I think it's a callback. Oh, Maybe. that's fun. I know what scene I was referencing, but I wrote Marina and Jenny butt kiss as the way for me to remember mm. what they the start scene was. Playing this Kinney Star song that is a that was a great sex song in two thousand four. And so they start playing like the Kenny Star song. song at the end. And then they go into Marina and Jenny having some sort of like tender. They're, they're like making love. They are making love. Oh, God. Or it's sort of like a hot stone massage. But instead of hot stones, it's teeny tiny kisses. <laughs> they were going to say it's Jenny's tongue. Yeah, it's Jenny's teeny tiny tongue. <laughs> so Dana's fucking hungover as fuck when Conrad the Barbarian, which is a great thing that you coined earlier, shows up and is like, get your shit together. We have a photo shoot. Yep. Um, Harrison is also Bet's trainer. Yeah. Harrison has so many roles. He does. Yeah. That Harrison, you know, you're, you're when you're gay and you can't actually have a boyfriend, you have free time to do other, to, exactly our point, to pursue things that you're interested in, like personally oh. training Jennifer Beals. Yeah, wonderful arms and her nice yes. body and her nice face and her muscles and her nice pool. <laughs> so there's this sweet moment uh, after we see Bet's beautiful body. Uh, Kit is like, hey, David um, wants to see me and I'm scared. Will you go with me? And Bet is like, I'll pick you up at 530. And it's a nice sister moment. Yeah, it's a nice moment of Bet having a different personality for this yeah. entire episode. And no one having to go to work or do anything. <laughs> but that's okay. It's TV. That's, yeah, it's fine. Then oh. Shez Marina. Shez Marina. Jenny's like, how about I bring my toothbrush? Except for in Jenny speak, it's can I bring my journals? Yeah, to write I need in? to bring my journals and my laptop because the way the light is streaming in makes me want to write a bad story. Come on. I just oh feel like Oh my Marina's, God, go back to the grocery store. Marina's whole response to Jenny as a writer is like the audience's response, I think. You know, Marina's like, okay, well, I mean, all right. Jenny feels bad that she's so happy, even though Tim is hurting so much. Yeah. And Marina, like, goes along with this weird fantasy of Jenny writing terrible stories on her <laughs> journal in the light of the beautiful window streaming in. And then is like, it'd be great if we could do this in a parallel universe. And Jenny's like, uh, what about this universe right here, right now? And Marina's mm -hmm. like, mm, no, because Francesca's coming back tomorrow. And Jenny's like, what? Yeah, record scratch, as Kristen would say. <clears throat> I would say that. <laughs> so then Jenny defiantly grabs her garbage bag. <laughs> Wait, but first we have to tell you that, that Marina was like Francesca. I told you everybody knows about Francesca, which right. is like such a cop out. Like, yeah. you obviously didn't tell her. Yeah, it's like I know that she didn't because Marina is a shark, but also it, she looked she really did look like she believed Jenny knew. Right. So then, yeah. So Jenny takes her garbage bag. So Jenny takes her garbage bag. Uh -huh. And before she leaves the house, uh, of course, we, we have them gazing upon a photo collage of Francesca yeah, that's the, on the, the wall. The production designer definitely did that like five minutes before they started taping. They're like, yeah. oh, shit, we need photos of these two on the wall. And Jenny is like, what's her last name? And Marina looks at the photos like she's looking at the the true love of her life. And she says, Wolf with two F. Ah. And she says it so lovingly. 
exactly. Like the extra F is really what does it for her, you know? Yeah, like she was like, I wasn't attracted to her at first. And then, you know, it's the, the and then Jenny's like, who are you? And mm. Marina has the uh, oh. audacity, the audacity to say your life is richer and fuller of possibilities and choices. And I have opened up your world. Fuck you. Fuck Marina. you. Jenny is fucking dead on. I would have said the same two words, Jenny. So Marina is still a sex robot mm -hmm. and apparently has no emotions. But you could just imagine because you know what what sucks is the moment when you realize that like you felt like love was in abundance because you had like two possibilities, you know, right. and then right. all of a, and then you're like, well, this one's gone and I have this other one. And then the other one goes and you're like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. It's 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 like it kind of is the same facial expression that like my cat gives to me when I take away its toy. You know, like it's this, like I'm upset, but and for I'll everything, be fine. And for everything that Jenny has done wrong, right. um, like she has nothing in this city now. Yeah, she's fucked. She's fucked and she's not even going to get fucked. <sighs> So we get a brief scene, a little interstitial, where Dana's playing tennis and she sees Laura in her chef uniform walk by and she's yeah. sad. And then before we get the resolve of that, which is very exciting, we go, where do we go? Kit and Bet. Oh, the I bar. I hated this scene. Yeah, I think about how much I hate this why. scene. Like, I hate this scene so much. When I first saw it, I hate it. Every time I've seen it since, I hate it. It's one of my least favorite scenes. And that says a lot because this scene, this show has a lot of bad scenes well, what is it about this. it that you hate oh what because my number one thing that i hate happening in tv shows which happens in a lot of shakespeare plays which is why i don't like a lot of shakespeare is that people take actions based upon information that is incorrect yeah. drastic life actions for example romeo and juliet killing you know right right like most of shakespeare has stuff like this where people make these big life choices based on misinformation a, mis a misinterpretation totally also, it's ugh, I and mean, it's such a device, and I honestly don't think it's that realistic. Like, I no. never, never in my life is someone. If I heard a story from someone who's like, and then I did this because I thought this. Like, before you make these dramatic things, you really verify. Yes, you also like okay. A few things. First of all, just in the in the writing unbelievability piece of this, there's the fact that they both ordered a fucking sparkling water. Yeah, but... it's like this sucks for the bartender. But also, <laughs> true. But Bet got hers in a glass and Kit got hers in a martini glass, which like, mm. and then second, if you have somebody in your life that's an alcoholic and you show up and they're like, it, I just feel like it would not be very believable for Kit to be sitting there openly drinking. Right. So if David saw her at the bar literally with a martini glass, I, I think you would at least walk in to be like, what are you drinking? So yeah. that she could be like, it's a fucking seltzer water. Yeah. But instead, he walks in, sees that she has this glass, and apparently go leaves the city? Yeah, he's out. That's it. It was a whistle-stop tour. I don't understand what David does, but <laughs> whatever it is, it's a whistle-stop I think he sells vacuum tour. cleaners. Mm, or like shower curtain rings. Or is he a doctor? Maybe he sells Cutco knives. I don't know what you would be doing for. Maybe he's an author. Maybe he's doing a oh, book tour. Maybe he's on a book tour. Or maybe he's a tennis player like Dana. Ooh, crossover. or a hairstylist like Shane, or a Reiki master. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe he's he a butcher. L.A. Weekly. What the fuck does Alice write for? L.A. Magazine. L.A. Magazine. Maybe he owns L.A. Magazine. 
Um, Maybe so he drives the other, for Uber. Yes. The other. The, there's no Uber. The grocery in store. 2004. The other thing that happens in the scene that is your least favorite scene is that Kit and Bet have like a very brief exchange before the martini glass happens where Bet's sort of like I like looks panicked and Kit does this thing that you should never do mm -hmm. to a person unless you're in a, a TV show and then you should do it with abandon. Yes. And she's like, your marriage is like God chose you two to be together. Well, that doesn't really leave the door open for Bet to say how she's feeling. Yeah. And then she's like, you must just be upset because you're having daddy blues. Yeah. And Bet looks like she's about to cry. So, so yeah. you know, you know, something's going on with Bet, and she's sad about it, but she doesn't speak up because why anything? <laughs> Uh, so the resolution of the Subaru photo shoot is pretty fucking great because they want her to be the gay Anna Kornikova and she and Dana's so excited. This is very nice. Yeah, it is very nice. Also, this guy is a, this is a, another one of those Canadian extras I've seen uh, multiple times. Can I make a, a request for the yeah. end of the season? Uh, you want me to sing more? Uh, yes, but 45 my minute orgasm. Sure. But my primary request is, can you make a collage of all of your favorite Canadian extras? Yes, I would love to. Great. Because also you don't I know, love Canada. Reese is like a fucking incredible collager, if that's what you're you always giving me such nice compliments on this podcast. Yeah, it's true. And then when we get off, I'm like, you suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you guys, this is this is the Bet Porter game that Kristen's playing with me in public. She's like, oh, you're so good at collaging. And then behind the thing, she's like, your collage sucks. I can't believe you're going to wear that. <laughs> so fucking not only is dana gonna be the gay anna kornikova but she fucking fires conrad yeah. on the goddamn spot yeah. and i'm so excited about it she's like the gay Kornico anna kornikova i love it you're fired boom and fucking conrad's like haha you're kidding right and she's like fuck no yeah bye yeah i hope he like trips over his shoelaces yeah and then his glasses fall off and then he steps on them and then yeah i hope lara puts like an onion on his kebab that he wasn't expecting and then he bites into a whole onion you know i'm sorry but... a whole pearl onion <laughs> i hope lara puts a fucking onion on his kebab is up there in my top quotes for this series then we go jenny's journey continues oh, jenny God. in her garbage bag jenny's carried this garbage bag all over los angeles yeah and tim says tim is woof man yeah the things you say have absolutely no meaning to me jenny looks like she might fall down and die because you know her words are her power so this is especially cutting for her um and she's granted one night in the studio but has to go around the back is not allowed to walk through the house I think it's funny that she frames it as like, like her entitlement as a author is so incredible. Like she's like, surely you understand the importance of me writing in this emotional moment <laughs> and my need, cause she doesn't even frame it as like, I need a place to stay at first. Right. She frames it as like, I need to write. I need Ugh. to be in my writing studio. The same thing she did with Marina. She's like, I just need to be writing in your life. Right. Right. You know, it's like, bitch, none of these people care. If you're writing L or not. Tim least on the list. Tim well, least actually... on the list. He doesn't want to hear more of the demons that tempt me. <laughs> and again, I love Jenny, but she's not a good writer. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's just the facts, ma'am. That's just life. That's just the life. L word. Yeah, the, the life. life word, which the is 
which is le edits is what Jenny needs. So she is going to stay <laughs> one night, allowed to have one last night in the tool shed. Will it be her last mm. night in the tool shed? Perhaps. He, perhaps it will. Perhaps it won't. This was a jaunt of an episode. I loved it. Yeah, I had a good time. The sad parts were funny because Jenny, because Mia Kirshner deserves an Oscar and an Emmy and a Tony and a mm -hmm. Drama Desk Award uh -huh. and a Nobel Peace Prize. And a and, Peabody. And a Glad Award and a Peabody mm -hmm. and an Orange Prize. What's and an, an Autostraddle Sequential Comic Award. What? What is an Orange Prize? Uh, it's like a British book prize. Oh, she, Jenny deserves a contract with Subaru for this performance. Wow. I enjoyed every minute of it. If she had a Subaru, she could just sleep in it. You trying to pit Dana and Jenny against each other? Mm, not yet. <laughs> All right, Reese, tell the people where to find you. Um, I will be on the street with a large garbage bag. Inside the garbage bag will be several mini shampoos, a few pairs of sweaty tights. And? Uh, no bra. What? But also a lot of sweet meats. Oh, right. Some sweet bread, some sweet meats, so some meat in general, because yeah. I like to go to Kristen's and say, hello, I brought you some meat, Kristen. <laughs> That's me. I'm Kristen. Um, I will be living a life of luxury in my house with no staircase, uh, with pictures of my beautiful partner <laughs> whose name has two letters in it. And I love her so much. Oh, that's so nice. I already knew that, though, because everyone knows. Yeah. I mean, when I when I tell you how to find me on the Internet, it does have a double letter in it because my handle is Kristen Nolene. So Kristen you have online. the N at the end of Kristen and the N at the beginning of Nolene. At the beginning so of online. Yeah, it's not online. It's, it's Nolene. Kristen online. It's not Kristen online. It's Kristen, it's Kristen Nolene. I'm going to start a burner <sighs> account called Kristen online. And it's going to be me pretending to be you. But I could <laughs> never pretend to be you because I don't have your esteemed wisdom. Wow. As skills at social media. Well, where can they find your esteemed wisdom that you don't have? A U T O W I N Auto Win. That's nice. me. You should also check out my website A U T O S T R A D D L E <laughs> Auto Straddle. Check it out. Kristen's there too, because I, I got her involved with all my shit. Yeah, I write on autostraddle.com. It's not a big deal. Do you have your L word? I don't have an L word. Oh, boy. Oh, I do. I do. I do. I do. Uh, it's technically two words, but it begins with an L. Oh, uh, I do. Okay. One, two, three. Laser hair removal. Ooh, those go together. They do. You get your mustache removed and then you put your lip gloss on. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way that.